Hello. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? Good. Um, hey, everyone. Um, so, you're listening to Peace of Peace, and my name is Alexa, and I'm here with Bree. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you don't already know, you're listening to Peace of Peace podcast, and it's an interview series that provides a safe space for others to share their self-love and acceptance journeys. Um, Brie, before we jump into these questions, I want to make sure I give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell the peeps out there whatever you want so you can sh- tell them about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm Brie. Um, for those that don't know, me and Alexa met in college and have been friends ever since. But other than that, I am engaged to my fiance, Alex. We've been together for almost three years we wow. are getting yeah pretty exciting we're getting <laughs> yeah, married so <laughs> we're getting married in july hopefully as long as covid allows actually forget that i'm getting married in july <laughs> yes <laughs> um i work full time for a retail company but for fun i like to just keep up with my instagram and post some of my outfits because what else do we have to do when you're stuck in the house but dress up for yourself <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I said, wow, like I'm surprised you're engaged, which I knew that everyone that's not news. But I I remember when you all first started dating. So it's I can't believe I mean, time has flew, especially this year being in COVID. Oh, yeah, definitely time has flew. And we technically didn't move in together until May. But I've been like staying at the house since we went on lockdown in March. So it's even almost a year that we've been living together, which is crazy, because it's basically been a year that we've been inseparable because we can't leave the house so (laughs) it's like we do everything together even just errands we run we go together I think the only time we have a part is if I go like get my nails done or something (laughs) COVID life right (laughs) seriously oh my gosh but it sounds like fun though um being with him because some people it's just um they're having the opposite experience so I, I get so happy when I hear people having a great time with the people in their house so you go girl yeah I mean realness since this is a real podcast like of course every couple has their moments when you're like okay I need my time by myself and that luckily we both work from home but we kind of created separate spaces so we use that time by ourselves and then we kind of share an office but we try to split time up there so he's usually up there during the day working and then that's like office but it's my like beauty corner so I usually spend my time up there listen to podcasts and YouTube and watch my shows and do makeup and hair and whatever other fun stuff there is to do when you're stuck in the house yeah (laughs) yeah I agree having your own space you definitely need that and I don't know what I would do without my space because that's real you need it no matter what right (laughs) you definitely do (laughs) Um, all right. So here we go. Question one. Has being a black woman affected your definition of beauty? I feel like it definitely has. Definitely for me as well, just because where I grew up in Pittsburgh is predominantly white area. So as a black woman, I'm the minority, like extreme minority, probably about seven of us in the whole school. And one of them was my sister. So Mm -hmm. like the beauty standards that I had to compare myself to as far as peers go from like K all the way until senior year of high school were very limited. Of course, I have family and family friends that I would see, but 
you always compare yourself to the people you see literally every single day, Monday through Friday, even sometimes on weekends when you play sports and do activities. So when I'm seeing these girls that have pin straight hair and are super thin and I'm like, why can't my hair be that straight? Knowing now mm-hmm. as a 26 year old woman, like, okay, your hair just doesn't grow out your scalp like that. But mm-hmm. of course, when you're like 10, younger than that, a little older than that, even you're like, well, why can't mine be the same? Why can't I wear my hair like hers, mommy? And mm-hmm. my mom definitely did a good job of kind of explaining like your hair just doesn't is it's not the same. It's not like theirs. Things for us aren't always going to be the same. So kind of growing out of that phase especially as I got older and got to college and was able to get more peers that looked like me and had the same hair as me and same body types as me and seeing that okay it's not like it's not abnormal to have super curly crazy hair as I like to call it but it's okay Mm -hmm. it's fine like you can still be beautiful with it and that definitely helped grew like grow me into the person I am I mean, I even laugh now, and I know my fiance Alex will laugh too, because <laughs> when we first started dating, I sh- I shaved my head. So for everyone that doesn't know, for years, when Alexa met me, actually, I had a shaved head, not like bald shaved, but very, very short hair. Yes. And I wore it like that for what, like five, six years. I was adamant. I consistently got my hair cut because it was just to the point where I was like, I don't know how to do it or what to do with it. And mm-hmm. kind of finding that beauty and you don't need hair to feel pretty. You can have no hair and be pretty you can have a huge afro like I have right now and be pretty and Mm -hmm. finding that balance so for me a lot of times it was kind of just realizing that it's fine to be different it's okay if everyone else has long hair if everyone else has extensions if everyone else has straight hair like you're still beautiful because you have short hair you're still beautiful with a few extra pounds because you eat nonstop because it's cold outside and you can't leave the house <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> or you're so beautiful because you walk every day to work and now your jeans are falling off of you and you don't know what to wear other than leggings <laughs> like right and you know what I so as you're talking I'm writing down like what I want to comment on and you already said things like I have five sentences um so when I met you in college I never met someone with that hairstyle before and I just remember being like wow she's stunning and (laughs) I think yeah I remember being like wow and I guess it goes back to just what your environment's like um because like you said we're used to seeing like long hair and it's straight and we're used to seeing this one-sided definition of beauty um and it's everywhere so yeah it could be in our personal environments like our schools and stuff like that but it's also mainstream tv so if you click on like netflix or magazines when you're checking out like predominantly those things show beauty and it's not inclusive at all um and I think that really speaks to that representation matters like we can't always control what environment we grow up in like actually we can't at all really because we're kids and we grow up and there's a lot of factors that go into where we grow up um like it's where your family is and like it's your hometown and Um, you love it usually like you love parts of your hometown and you hate parts of it but it's so important um, to be inclusive and to have that representation in places and I feel like 
majority of people don't see that importance. They just go about their life and just do whatever. <laughs> but it's important. I feel like it's very important. Oh, definitely. And even just like you mentioned, like the representations on TV and in movies, a lot of times what we would see on TV and movies, probably until recent years, was Black women portrayed with this beautiful straight hair, long extensions in, but it's creating this image like we have to have that. We have to have weave and wigs and all that stuff. And it's so refreshing to see that within the last few years that media has kind of taken that stigma off and been like, okay, there are Black girls that have natural hair. There are Black girls that wear wigs and weave. And there are Black girls that have super, super short hair, Black girls with braids, all kinds of hairstyles that we like to do and kind of make us who we are and seeing that representation I think is so strong even thinking of like my niece Mia who has beautiful curly hair and kind of her being like my curls are pretty knowing that she says that confidently Mm -hmm. is so empowering for me because I know when I was her age I was like no I want straight hair I want Mm -hmm. straight hair mommy perm my hair because I want straight hair and now I regret getting that perm because it damaged my hair for years Mm -hmm. and helped that I was someone who was just like forget it, shave my head, I don't care, just cut it all off. So it kind of helped me get rid of that perm face. But at that young age, if I would have had those reinforcements, whether it be Mm -hmm. TV or other kids around me, like, you have such curly hair, it's so pretty. And seeing girls on TV with that curly hair, I probably would have been more willing to wear it curly more often and not been so hell bent on having straight hair. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what, that's what like, I love that you said, in recent years, that media is portraying black women differently and it's like everyone's different like not every white person is the same and like that has been shown but now it's like media is like starting to realize and show that black women are different too like not every black woman's the same um, they can wear different hairstyles and it looks different on them and that is still beautiful and it's like they are realizing I'm saying they like I know these producers personally <laughs> but hopefully I hope they are realizing that just because you're embracing different types of hairstyles and beauty and all these other things like they're lifting the negative stigma off that that you don't have to be looking a certain way to be considered beautiful because the stigma that what used to be associated with that stuff it was all negative and now it's finally being embraced not on every media outlet or by every person but I definitely feel like it's so much more than it was before oh definitely it definitely is even just it's horrible to say that like workplaces even for years probably until recent years were kind of putting workplaces and schools were putting bans on wearing your natural hair and wearing braids and things that it's like okay man but my hair's not the same as yours so I don't think you understand that sometimes it's not an option for me to come in with perfect hair every single day because just like you have the luxury to throw it up in a messy bun that's not a luxury for all of us all the time so understanding that everybody's different it's like saying to a woman who's plus size like okay, you shouldn't wear cardigans, like, but why if you can wear cardigans kind of thing? Right. And it's like, I love how you mentioned the messy bun, because no one says nothing about a messy bun. A messy bun is fine. But your messy bun is not like that is absolutely (laughs) not okay. That's 
it, I can't. Right. Um, and you mentioned Mia. Mia. Little cute Mia. <laughs> and she has you and your mom and Taylor and probably so many other people just like boosting her and giving her that confidence. That's awesome. And I know you mentioned your mom too and how she was such a big role for you, like a big role model for you. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that relationship and how it contributed to your self-love, self-acceptance journey or, um, and after her, if anyone else has too. Oh yeah, definitely. My mom is like my best friend. That's my girl. I'm sure my fiance, us being home all the time together is probably sick of me calling home all the time to talk (laughs) to them because we probably FaceTime 15 times a day and then all night long. And so he's probably like, what do they still have to talk about? But (laughs) definitely just, she's so such a positive person when it comes to like, you look pretty, it's okay. And I'm like the queen of meltdowns when it comes to (laughs) my hair's not right. My nails aren't Mm -hmm. right. And she's the one that's like, it'll be all right. Like you're it'll it's not the end of the world kind of thing and uh-huh. it's like I get so shameful to say it sometimes but it's like I love those like things that some people would consider like very superficial like I need my acrylic nails mm-hmm. I like to have my hair done I like to have my eyebrows done those like high maintenance typical high maintenance woman things but she's also the same person that showed me like if a nail's broken, it's not the end of the world. Like, you don't need to cry. You don't need to go mm-hmm. get it fixed tomorrow. You'll be <laughs> all right. If you need to pull your hair back in a ponytail for a couple of days, you'll survive kind of thing. And even just, like, when it came to, like, body image and things like that, she was never someone that's, like, all oh, your clothes are too tight. You need to start working out. She was, like, she never shamed us for eating whatever we wanted. It was kind of just, like, oh, you're uncomfortable in your jeans. Let's go get new jeans. Let's get shirts that fit. And like, I still laugh to this day because I remember when I was younger, JCPenney had like a little girl's plus section. Uh And I was so upset when she made me wear those clothes. And she still adamantly today will be like, I had you wear them because they were more comfortable. Like it wasn't about it you needed plus clothes and I was trying to embarrass you was about you were uncomfortable in the regular clothes so I took you somewhere that had clothes that would fit you because every little girl goes to that like I'm a little chubby phase which is fine it's just Mm -hmm. the growing pains of puberty and growing up and all of that stuff and so it's kind of just knowing even now when I'm like oh this doesn't look right she's like okay well let's size up it's not a big deal or let's find something that you like a little better (laughs) right and you know what um First of all, I want to comment on the nails done, hair done, everything did part of what you just said. <laughs> um, there is nothing wrong with that because it, those things make you feel good and you deserve to feel good. And I feel like everyone has those things they do to make themselves feel better. Ours just happen to be nails done, hair done, everything did. I don't know what else to say about that. Right. But and I feel okay. like being in quarantine, it made me realize like, okay, you don't need it. You just really, really want it. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things because when all the nail salons closed, I wasn't like, I am going to die if I don't get my (laughs) nails done. I was like, okay, my nails are so grown out. They're about to fall off my fingers. Let's soak them off and we'll survive. And then I discovered press on nails and made it work until they opened back up. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Right. You do what you got to do at times like this. I don't, you just make it work right <laughs> and um I want to be like your mom because I feel like the stories you just said and like the story you shared with me before about her she handles those things so well 
And it's just very, like, matter-of-fact, like, with no emotion to it, um, which I mean like this. Like, as a child, you're like, I don't want to wear plus size. Like, it's very emotional for you. And she's like, Brie, that feels uncomfortable for you. I can tell you're uncomfortable. Like, don't be sad about that. Like, that's what I mean by, like, take the emotion out of it because it is very emotional. Um, I feel like women, and that starts even when we're girls, we get so emotional about upping the size and we get so happy. So it's a bad emotion when we have to go up, but it's a good, happy emotion when we go down. And um, I love how your mom handles it. Like it just, it is what it is. This is your body. This is what um, is more comfortable for you. And that's what you do. Like that's what you're going to wear because that's what your body's going to feel best in and look best in. Like I love, I love that. Yeah, and that honestly was probably one of, like, the things that I even take with me still today is, like, okay, I see pictures on Instagram, and as someone who loves clothes and shopping and all of that, like, I'll see a picture on Instagram and be like, oh, I want that outfit. I know I can remake that outfit, but I'm looking at the girl, and she's 5'7", 5'8", she's a lot skinnier than me, and I'm like, okay, well, that's going to look a lot different on me, so that's okay, so let's get different type of jeans and a different style of shirt we can still get the same kind of look but it might not be identical because I'm a short girl so mm-hmm. like wide leg jeans look crazy on me I look like yep. a little munch like a little munchkin <laughs> sometimes like too short for wide leg jeans because it just makes me look smaller and they're dragging on the ground so stuff like that is like things that my mom showed me where it's like you might like that outfit, but it might not look the same on you, which is okay. You can just find something similar. Like every style is not the same on everybody, which is fine. We can all have similar looks. And like even seeing girls on social media, the new trend that's like like the same look in two different sizes. I love mm-hmm. seeing that nowadays because it shows like we can accomplish the same idea, even though we have two completely different body types. And I feel like that's helped boost so many people's confidence knowing that okay, I might look a little different than her, but we can still look nice, look good, and feel confident in what we're wearing. So I need to research that hashtag because I need to see those pictures in my life. Like, I haven't been seeing pictures like that, and I want to. So I'm going to yeah. have to um, do that. So when Yeah, I'll here, share them with you. Yeah, I, need, <laughs> I want them because – um, I'm all about it. I'm yeah, I'll show them that. with you. I love seeing them, just like seeing the different looks and seeing that like, okay, it's the same exact company that has a wide size range, which is something honestly that is newer in recent years as well, where there was like the stores with no shade or anything, but like yeah. the Abercrombies and the Hollisters that every little girl wanted in, but their size range was like zero to six. Like, okay, girl, I'm, a, I'm a bigger girl so I need a size 10 which is fine and you don't fit me which is not fair like I want to shop right. your brand but you're not inclusive enough for us and it's nice seeing that in recent years those same brands have switched and now they have a size range that is much wider and clothes that are more fitting for a variety of people not just people that fit within that zero to six average I put that in quotes because nowadays that's not even average average mm-hmm. size range right I agree. And honestly, um, it just makes me feel like, shouldn't they have been doing that? Like, they would make so much more money, but that's not where their brain was. They're thinking about different things, but 
well, I'm glad they caught on to the vibe because that's what they needed to do anyway. Right. Um, can you think of anyone else who has played a role in your um, self-love journey? Or do you think like your mom was really like the biggest person that played a role in that? My mom and my aunt were definitely the biggest. I know when we were younger, we would always go shopping probably every weekend. That's probably where my shopping <laughs> habits now have come from. <laughs> all the Amazon packages that come to my house. But um, we used to go shopping all the time. And both of them were just always so confident. And just like they, like I was saying, they didn't think anything of the sizes. It was just like, I like these pants. And if I have to go up four sizes to get these pants, because I like them that much, then I'm going to go up four sizes. And right. that's kind of how I am today. Like, I want this dress. So if I have to go up 16 sizes to get in this <laughs> dress, I'm going to go up because I just like this dress <laughs> kind of right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I don't know if you um, have been wedding dress shopping yet. We didn't catch up on that. But I have been getting fitted for bridesmaids dresses. And their sizes are whack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's insane. So, oh, yeah. And it's um, just like shopping with these. I did go wedding dress shopping. And the dress that I got, it's from Australia or somewhere overseas. And these other countries, they use such different sizing scales as well. So even when the guy was measuring me, he told me the size and he was like, but that translates to a U.S., like whatever the U.S. translation was. And he was like, so when you get it in there, it's this size in it. I don't want you to freak out. I was like, well, I don't think really anything of it. But it's also crazy to think, like, why do you why does every country size so differently? Like in the UK, Mm -hmm. their size six is like equivalent to a size two in the US. It's like, why were we so adamant on making the numbers so small? (laughs) Right. Right. Like, why are you trying to shrink us? Stop it. (laughs) Can you tell me about a time you felt beautiful? A time I felt beautiful? Um, I guess... I try to find something to feel beautiful about every day. Whether Ooh, that, I love it. Like, oh, I did a workout today and I was motivated enough to do that because I know for myself, I'm someone who lacks consistency. <laughs> so I'm the person who's like, okay, it's time for the wedding. I'm going to work out. So then I work out for two weeks and then I'm like, okay, I'm tired. So then I take a one day break, which turns into like a 10 day break, yep. which is fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes through those phases. Right. But I'm someone who just like lacks that consistency. And so for me, like finding that consistency has been like a good experience for me, something that's made me feel more confident knowing like, okay, you can stick with something. You're not lazy and you're not like, okay, like whatever, we're fine. We have time kind of thing. And even just myself, like I know, like I was saying, I'm a high self-proclaimed high maintenance person. And so for myself, I've been finding it beautiful that I feel like I can get on these video calls for work every day with my crazy Afro hair and a sweatsuit on and think nothing of it. And it's kind of like, okay, we're, I'm at my house. So you guys just need to accept me as I am. I didn't have to get up to go to work today and kind of just finding the beauty in not doing anything, <laughs> like right. not having to feel like you have to get dressed up. You have to put makeup on, you have to do your hair, like knowing that you're still you, you're still a hard worker, you're still a nice person, you still go above and beyond for people and for your job, and that the superficial outside things don't always define you. Of course, we all love like a good glam moment with our hair and makeup done and the chance to get dressed up, but Mm -hmm. you don't need it to feel pretty. (laughs) 
Right. And you know what? That I'm going to clap to that because that whole like tangent we just went on. That was it. Like we <laughs> there's so many things that we should celebrate. There's so many things that make us beautiful, just not our looks. Um, we could celebrate our actions. Our actions make us beautiful. Um, how you said, like, you're comfortable in your own home and you're comfortable getting on these Zooms with just being whatever you are at that moment. That's beautiful. So I love all that. Love that whole answer. Love it. Yeah, and it's definitely just <laughs> even, like, being here with my fiancé, Alex. He's someone mm-hmm. that's like, oh, you look so nice today. You look pretty. And I'm like, I do. Like, <laughs> I literally... <laughs> just worked out all sweaty my hair is like slick to my face and he's like oh you look nice and I'm like thanks <laughs> like I didn't think anything of it but thank you kind of thing and even just like making the effort for yourself sometimes is like a confidence booster in like makeup's not needed your hair done's not needed but especially like in these COVID times where we're mm-hmm. stuck in the house we don't really have as many events or occasions to like actually get all dressed up for I know for me sometimes I just want to be like I want to see like if I still got it kind of thing right right so I like take the hour and a half or two to like shower do my hair put on makeup pick out a cute outfit and I'm like okay now I can take a selfie and like post it on my Instagram and then Mm -hmm. like you have the Instagram and of course like I it drives me crazy because people have let likes and things start to define you but for me I'm someone that's like I don't need the likes to define me I love it when I see like my friends like you and Ashley and Alexis and Tony and Lauren who I work with in my side job planning weddings like comment on my post like you look great you look this I'm like because those are the people that see me every day they've seen me at my worst and my best and so like seeing them like yes go girl like you got it get it fire it's like yeah (laughs) I love those comments more than I care about the people that are just like scrolling and double tapping like okay thank you but my real friends the people who know me are the ones that are actually like taking the time out their day to like hype me up for that second (laughs) right and you know what you said it like the likes can literally take over you because Mm -hmm. that's something I feel like kind of started with our age of people like the likes and the loves and all that stuff but no matter how many likes I get it's the comments from my girls like that just speaks to how important it is to support your girls like support your friends support your family like comment um like how you're doing this interview with me like support your people because it means so much it makes you feel so good especially on the back end you're like you know what I'm going to get dressed today. I'm going to take a shower today. I'm going to do my hair. And then you post that picture and then your friends hyping you up. It's just like extra validation. They're like, yeah, right. I did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like they see it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about a lot. If someone, so if, one person, if somebody, whoever's listening, the peeps out there, if you wanted them to remember one thing from it, one thing about your self-love and acceptance journey, what would you want it to be? I think for me, especially as a Black woman, growing up in a predominantly white area, and even being in Black in corporate America, which is still 
taboo in some areas. I would say probably in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh where there's not as many of us. I'm probably one of a few in my office, for example, mm -hmm. just like realizing that we're not the same and that's okay. Like we have, we had different life experiences. We have different looks, we have different hair textures. Things aren't always gonna be the same for us, but kind of taking ownership of that and not letting people walk all over you, take advantage of you. I know I've had experiences where I've had box braids in my hair and people at jobs have been like, can I touch your hair? And it's like that like cringe moment where you're like, what do I say? I want to say girl, no, but mm -hmm. you are just like, yeah, sure. And then they're like, oh my God, how did you do this? And you're like, it's a braid the same way you braid your hair. <laughs> like, right. And so just being in that moment, like don't ever let anybody make you feel uncomfortable for being you and things about you that you can't change and just realize that you're beautiful and of course there's always you always want to have those like good role models in your life and those good examples and mm -hmm. but you can be that for somebody else and I think that's what I've found for myself is that luckily I had such an amazing mom and aunt and sister and other people in my life that I could look up to and use as an example and role model but I definitely want to be that for Mia and for my mm -hmm. future children as just like an example of someone that's like, we can do hard at work, we can be beautiful on the inside by being a good friend, being nice, and just like being that person that you would want to have in your life is what I always think about it as. I love it. I love it. I love that's <laughs> the takeaway. I love that. That's like a mic drop moment because you touched on it all. Yeah. And definitely just living taking the life experiences and everyone has their traumas and moments where they're like why did I do that or I can't believe that happened to me but I feel like those little moments in my life have made me who I am to know what I deserve how I feel about myself they've helped make me more confident of a person because I'm like I did not deserve that treatment or that weird look or those weird questions and so using that moment in your past where you're like, I could have handled that better as a learning experience and being like, well, next time someone addresses me like that, I'm going to be the boss AB that I am <laughs> and get them in check politely, of course, but mm -hmm. use that opportunity to educate someone on what they may not know about you and your culture and being black in America and how your experiences may not have been the same as yours, but you can help them understand why they're not. Yes. And you know what? I'm finding that it's like you beat yourself up mm -hmm. for what you didn't say or how you said it. Yep. And it's like that's where I'm at with true right now. So I'm not like used to having conversations like this. Like I just automatically assume people get it. And I'm finding people don't have it. So people will make a remark and then I go correct them. Or I go to educate them, I should say. And then I go home. I'm like, I should have said this. I should have said that. Yep. I and you beat yourself up about it. It makes you sick sometimes. I mean, you're probably like over that phase. Or maybe you still feel that way sometimes. Oh, it but definitely get... happens to me still. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I like how you said use it as a learning experience. Because it's hard to stand up for yourself. But you absolutely should stand up for yourself. And you absolutely deserve to be comfortable so sometimes when people are going to make you feel uncomfortable, making yourself feel comfortable and saying what you need to say based on their comments is very uncomfortable for you to do. And it's going to make them uncomfortable what it is, what it is, because 
those type of conversations and um, that self-advocacy, it, it, it needs to happen and for you and the other person. So, um, dude, yes. Right. Yes to everything. Yep. Everything you just get yeah. on. And then, like you said, like, when you feel sick in those moments where you're like, oh, why did I only say that? Or why did I just chuckle a little bit? Now they think what they said is okay. I know I've been in those moments where people have said to me, like, oh, you're not black, black. Like, yes, girl, I'm blackity, black, black, black. <laughs> but... <laughs> I know in my mind now that that would be my response but years ago when it did happen to me I was like like you give that awkward laugh because you don't know what to say but I know me now after having that moment and coming home and being like why did I let her say that to me why did I just Mm -hmm. laugh like that like now she thinks I don't care now I know like okay if anyone ever tries me again like that I'm gonna answer Mm -hmm. that I'm blackity black 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 and I don't know what she means (laughs) right like uh because those comments happen a lot more than they should oh yeah like you find yourself in these moments and you're like what like how could someone even say that oh yeah like it it stops you in your tracks. yeah I've even had moments where me and my sister look very similar but our skin tone she's lighter I'm a little darker people be like are you guys sure you're related like girl we look alike like (laughs) alike alike yes we're related (laughs) yeah it's just like it's dumbfound it's it just makes me dumbfounded like, I don't know. But you know what? People, we don't know. We don't know. People don't know what they don't know. Yep. And I'm so thankful that you agreed to come on this interview and talk with me because I'm still learning and the people out there need to learn. And we're just, we need to hear people's stories. And I'm happy that you shared yours. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I liked doing it. I know I was nervous at first because I was like, I don't know if I like hearing my own voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like every time I do this, I get nervous. You know what? We're doing it. We're doing it. It's (laughs) happening. And people out there, if you want to share your story, um, reach out to me on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, peace with peace, peace as a slice with peace as in peace, love, and happiness. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Goodbye.